Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. These podcasts are designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns, and I'm your host for the show I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief as they battle a bullying epidemic. Today, we're going to be talking about how great inflation is affecting our kids and why we can't drink that Kool-Aid. What did I get on that test, teacher? Might be a question that some kid may ask his teacher or her teacher, about a grade that they received. The teacher's response may go something like this. Well, we'll take another look at it. We'll see how you can do another time. Well, we'll just see. Yeah, not too bad. Well, when the real answer should be you failed. Now, why it's so difficult to communicate that to a kid I really don't know. I honestly don't know. If we want kids to rise to the occasion and we want kids to understand what we expect of them, we have to make sure that they understand that when they fail, they fail, and when they succeed, they succeed. You see, this idea that we have about everybody wins, everybody wins, everyone does okay, everyone gets the trophy, and that's been going on for a long time, and I don't have any trouble encouraging kids I don't have any problem making kids aware that, hey, you know, you did okay, but there's always room for improvement. The idea that we should lie to kids 
because of the fact that we don't want to either have a confrontation with them, we don't want to have a problem with a parent, and maybe we don't want to have a problem with an administrator. Because oftentimes administrators will attack the teacher and not the kid and say that the teacher didn't do a very good job of preparing a kid for a test or tests. Teachers wring their hands all the time worrying about how their students are going to do on a standardized test. That, I might add, has a lot to do with district funding from the state based upon how well kids do do on that test. Look, the bottom line is we've inflated their grades. We don't want to destroy their self-esteem. That's why we do it. And, and, you know, I really don't even know what self-esteem is. But in this case, when we inflate the grade, the kid feels good about himself for no apparent reason. It's almost impossible to be left back, and if a kid has low test scores, the teacher seems to get the blame, which I don't really understand. So we let the kid know that he's doing great academically, inflate his or her grades, and give him a false sense of his academic ability. That's where I draw the line. You give a kid a false sense of his academic ability, when someone holds his feet to the fire, the kid's going to say, I never learned that. They never taught that to me. They're going to be upset because someone didn't hold them accountable years ago. That's the problem. Because when that kid discovers that he's just not quite as bright as he, as he once thought he was, he's going to start to wonder, what the hell happened here? Everyone told me that I was awesome. Do you know that when you tell someone that they're awesome, what you do is you put them in a position where there's no place to go. And that's the Kool-Aid that we have to avoid. In 1985, I believe it was, Dwight Gooden, who pitched for the Mets, had a 25-4 and record with an earned run average of about 1.5. It was a year for the ages, and he was 19 years old. Bob Gibson, who was a Hall of Fame pitcher, who in 1968 had an earned run average of around 1.01, made the comment that the sad part is Gooden will never be that good again, and he was only 19 years old. And you know what? He wasn't. He could never live up to that standard, and kids cannot live up to the standard of being awesome. But we give them the grades We pass them, we push them through. Hey, but don't worry. Someone's going to tell them that they're not as smart as they believe they were. You know what might, who might do that or what institution might do that? A college. When he's trying to get into school. And once that happens and he discovers that 
He doesn't do that well on college boards. He has difficulty even if he gets into college because he didn't have enough prerequisite skills and didn't understand his study skills in order to get a good grade. He's going to wonder where he missed the boat. And it all goes back to that inflation that I talk about. You have to be honest with kids and make sure that they understand that they need to work harder and they need to work smarter. And this really is no joke, and I don't understand why it happens. Many years ago, up in uh, somewhere in North Jersey, six kids had grade point averages within like nanopoints of one another. Because the district was afraid of a lawsuit by some of the parents, you know what happened? They had six valedictorians. Because they didn't want to, you know, in a simple use of a calculator, probably could have solved this problem. Six of them. You tell me what's wrong with that picture. They go to college, they're the valedictorian. But there's, there's five other people that, have, that are valedictorians as well. You know, you had like one, one A, one B, and so on. I don't think it's fair in that situation. But the bottom line is if we continue, if we continue to do this, and kids move through school, Number one, the product that gets produced, meaning the kid, will be far inferior. So kids will be moving into the workforce with, with, far, uh, with far fewer abilities. There are, some, there are some folks that run very successful businesses but have a difficult time reading and writing. That's probably okay if the business is successful. They can get somebody to read and write for them. But the bottom line is they miss something. We can't continue to drink this Kool-Aid, inflate grades, and make kids believe that there's something that they're not. And you know, this doesn't, always, this doesn't only happen in the academic world, meaning in grammar school and in high school. Kids are told that they're great athletes. Kids are told that my kid will make it. Your kid's going to make it. He's a great ball player. There's a young lad that plays for the, now the Philadelphia Phillies, he played for the Washington Nationals last year, named Bryce Harper, just signed a $330 million contract. He was playing with grown men when he was 15. He dropped out of school to play in hardball leagues. This youngster was something that was was almost so good that you couldn't believe it. He was destined to make the major leagues. Now, when you take into consideration that there's 750 
professional baseball players in the United States. That's not taking into consideration Japan or Korea or any of the other countries. And you t- let's just think of the United States now. And you take that they all have affiliate ball clubs in the minor leagues, in the high minors, low minors, and so on. There might be 3,000 to 5,000 baseball players, some professional, some minor leaguers, playing baseball today in this country. There's 280 million people in the United States alone. There's 8 billion people on the planet. And for a kid to play Little League and have exceptional skills, to move on into other areas, to be coached, playing in recreational leagues, organized leagues, American Legion baseball, and so on. To be told that he's awesome, he's going to make it. I want to say something here. There's a better chance that kid will get hit by lightning than make the major leagues. It takes an exceptional ball player to be a professional baseball player. And if you're playing other sports, and you hear it on the uh, during watching baseball games all the time, he didn't start playing baseball till he was his sophomore year in high school. He was an exceptional athlete, though, and that's the reason why he made it. The point here is we can't inflate their abilities and give them a false sense of their um, athletic ability either. And when parents drink that Kool-Aid and they think that their kid is just so good, there's thousands of other kids that are better than him. And what starts to happen is kids lose the, the they lose in the in the idea that they they stop having fun when they play and that's what sports are designed to do for kids but when we put pressure on a kid telling him that you're going to make it and so on we're lying to him is there a chance he could sure There are plenty of people playing in the Cape Cod League right now that may never make it. There are plenty of kids right now in small school districts who will, one of them will probably end up a valedictorian. But if you took that same kid and moved him into a larger school district, he might be in the top 100 kids in the class. We can't give kids a false sense of their academic or athletic ability and try to vicariously live our life through them and try and make them something that they may not be. We have to tell them the truth. Scholastically, if they need help, we have to get them help. We can't keep pushing them through. 
We can't keep making them believe that they're just so awesome. Sometimes when you tell a kid that he's that awesome, he stops working because he thinks there's nowhere to go. How would you like to be that, be, have that told to you when you're in kindergarten? And I realize people will say, well, he's, he's awesome at his level. The kid doesn't know that. Let's stop lying to kids. Let's stop living our life through these kids. Let's stop inflating grades and let's stop drinking this Kool-Aid and having kids reach a point in their life where someone tells them, well, you're an average ball player. You're an average student. When all along they believed that they were just well above average and that they had the smarts to do things when in reality they may not have. The other thing that we do is sometimes we try to jam square pegs in a round hole where we have kids that want to go to vocational school. They want to have a trade, but we put them in a position, and I've spoken about this a hundred times, where we, we want to almost force them into college. Everybody's not going to college. We can't inflate their grades. We can't give them a false sense of security. And, and most of all, most of all, we can't lie to them. We have to tell them when they passed, tell them when they fail, and, let, and on the field, if they're playing sports, they lose, they lose. They win, they win. There is no win-win. If there was win-win... You'd have two presidents, two World Series champs, and two Super Bowl champs. Somebody wins, somebody loses. That's all there is to it. So, my friends, we love kids. We want to be truthful. We want to place them in the very best position that they can be in in order to succeed. Don't make them believe that there's something that they're not. And don't put pressure on them. And kids will succeed. When we start drinking the Kool-Aid and lying to kids and inflating their abilities and their, their academic and athletic abilities, we set them up for potential failure down the road. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. I'd like to encourage you to please go to my website at www.bullyproofclassroom.com. Take a look at all of the products that we have there. There's courses there. There's many things there that you will find useful. If you're listening to this podcast, tell your friends that they can get it in iTunes Listen to it in iTunes. Rate the show. I'd appreciate it if you did. Spread the word around. We are anti-bullying 101, and we want the very best for kids. That's what we want. And I talk about a myriad of subjects in these podcasts. As I said in my intro, these podcasts are designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and students 
information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to, and here's the word, take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. In other words, we have to look at everything. And we can't believe every philosophy and theory that we learned in college because it may not work. And we got to take a close look at what our school looks like, what the climate of the school is, what our population is, who's in front of us, who needs help, who doesn't. Everybody doesn't get a good grade even when they fail. Kids can't pass when they fail. Down the road, it could create nothing but heartache for that kid. Once again, my name is Jim Burns, and you've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101.